The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. But if y'all waiting on me to apologize, hell gonna oh, freeze. Wait. <laughs> We're back. Another episode of the Points in the Paint podcast, sponsored by Stadium, the number one NBA podcast from Stadium. Ben Wittenstein. You know who I am. I'm Zach B. I might look different, but that's okay. You know what I'm saying? New look, new me. Got no, the haircut. Not a, new me, not a new me. Same me. <laughs> Same Zach, just, but just a new haircut. Just a new look. Just a new look. But yeah. How you does know? it feel? You got you got a lot cut off. Yeah, I did. Um, it's cooler. That's for sure. Yeah, there you, you know go. This, it's 95 outside. It was so. getting a little sweaty out there. I was like, listen, I got to cut the hair. They, my <laughs> friends were like, why you cut your hair? I'm like, bro, it's hot outside. <laughs> like, yeah. I haven't had a haircut too in like, give or take, probably like five years, like 2017. What? Like a haircut like this? Yeah, we're like a lot 20, buzzed out. Yeah, like probably like 2017. I wow. have been growing my hair for like for quite some time. I never ended up with dreads and no braids and nothing like that though. But it's all good. Now, now you're feeling good, looking good, for perfect time because it's like 80, 95, 100 degrees coming this summer. So <laughs> less sweat, the better. Uh, but Zach, we're done with the season. NBA is over, folks. It is over. I'm kind of upset a little bit at the results of yeah. how it took place but yeah. you know what I'm saying we've had a little break to wind that down and <laughs> we have yes. like forget about it you know kind of put ourselves into that off-season mode yeah. because it didn't go in my favor yeah if we had to do the podcast on uh what was it the Thursday night or Friday morning I would have had to change the clean tag for the podcast <laughs> to the uh, explicit tag you would not have been a very happy person on that Friday no I would I would have been super upset like you saw it I left the bar early like <laughs> I did. couldn't even see there was no way I was trying to watch the Warriors and Steph Curry and them raise the trophy like I just <laughs> was not trying to be a part of that scene so I just had to dip out and I didn't even watch I watched a little bit of the parade but just a little just, bit. it was because like, it was on in the office, you know, yeah. you kind of had to watch. You yeah, know it's I mean? fun to watch the guys get drunk and Clay running over Clay, people. Clay, yeah, and the Clay Thompson stuff. That's what really kept my attention yeah. in, 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 to begin with. So I'll always watch guys get drunk at a parade. That's my favorite part of the parade. Which athlete's going to get the drunkest? Which one's going to do the dumbest thing? You had Tom Brady throwing the trophy around. You got Clay Thompson running over people. Yeah, that was crazy. It's great. And then you got <laughs> Draymond Green. Too, though. He lost his championship ring. Like, yeah. bro, you're doing a lot at this point, Yeah, Clay. you got you to calm down, Clay. You're losing the championship ring, sending people to the hospital. Like, <laughs> buddy, you got to calm down. You got to calm down a little bit. But it was fun. You know, it was good to see. Always like watching the parade. We both were on the Celtics in we game were. in game six. Yep. I I put some money on them. I definitely significant did too. amount, and they I, didn't come through. I, listen, five and six, it was terrible. And then that kind of led into a whole like losing streak over the weekend until like Sunday. Yeah, WNBA baby. Yeah, WNBA. Yeah, time. we got that going for us at least, mm -hmm. and we got the betting for that. But yeah, you know the finals. Finals are over. Warriors are champions again. Four times, eight years. Steve Kerr, nine rings. I mean, the guy's a legend at this point, And Steph got his fourth. He did get his fourth. Number four. Now, where do you think that puts him all time? That's that's tough. Because we were talking about this, and mm -hmm. it would be crazy to not say Steph is a, not a top ten player. Steph is a top ten player all time in the NBA. 
I think at this point, four rings, MVP, finals MVP, scoring leader, changed the game with his three-point shot. He's got to be a top ten player. Depending on who you ask, that may be for the good or bad. Yes, <laughs> yes it is. But I agree with you. Um, you know, this is the one big thing. It's one thing. One thing. Mm. You know, OBT. One big thing. One big thing. Is, is Steph a top ten player? Is Steph a top ten yes. player? I would say I would say yes. Remember, we had a conversation um, earlier this week um, off camera, just talking about well, could it be a top twelve list? Do we have to eliminate someone? And then I think we just ended up drawing that conclusion that. You know, if it's going to be a top 10 list, you have to at least take someone out in order to put Steph in. And that player that we, I think, agreed on mm-hmm. would be um, Oscar Robinson. Like, if you got to take a player out, it'd probably be the big O. I'm sorry. You know, I know you averaged a triple-double in a season. That's phenomenal. But then we've seen it, like, 50 years later, happened three times in the course of a season with Russell Westbrook. Not to say that it's still not impressive because it's still very impressive. But like you said, the way that Wardell, Stephen Curry, has changed the game, for the better or worse, depending on, again, who you yeah, ask. Right. <laughs> but he's definitely evolved the game with a three-point shot. 100%. Being the yeah. best shooter ever. And, and I, we would definitely have an argument if it was for the better or for the worse. But <laughs> you can't argue that he changed it. For sure, he changed the way teams played games. And, you know, it sucks to take Oscar Robertson out. It does. Um, but, I mean, you look at even, like, baseball, and people think baseball has a really strong connection to the past. But basketball, man, people do not like messing with the past in basketball. You talk about taking guys like Oscar Robertson. I mean, you talk about like Wilt Chamberlain. We could talk about we him talk about too that. and taking him off. Like you say that to people, to NBA hardcore enthusiasts, to older NBA fans, and they go nuts. They go crazy. <laughs> you you get yelled at, sweared at, hit. You know, you do not mess with the older NBA players when talking about top ten lists. But at this point, we've had so much from Steph, and we're gonna have so much from other players. You know, guys like LeBron talk about KD in the next couple of years if he wins another ring. You know, it's it's one of those things where you're going to have to take some of the old guys off at some point. Yeah, at some point you will have to take more and more guys off. But the reason why I couldn't take a great player, great center, and Will Chamberlain off the list is because whenever there's a stat or some, like, statistical category that's being broke or need to watch for in terms of the NBA – his name is always his relevant. Right there, like yeah. His name's always right there in terms of stats and records being broken or needed needed to be broken in the NBA. You got to talk about Wilt the Steel. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm always going to keep him in there. But there is an argument to take Wilt Steel out of there. You know what I'm sure. saying? Him being in that same era with Bill Russell. Bill Russell having 11. I think Wilt only has like two. So, you know what I'm you do have that element to take him out and put Steph in as well. But as far as I'm concerned, Wardell top 10 basketball top player 10. of all time now position wise point guard now see we really didn't go into detail on that so where do you think he goes and where he fits into that top five top three point guards of all time you'd have to put him top five he would have to be top five and I think you can make an argument for top three and when we talked about this off air obviously Magic Johnson gotta be number is one. number one he's he's number one for what he did to the game his accolades statistics everything he's still the number one point guard mm-hmm. that we'll probably see for a very long time but Steph's up there if if not top three for sure top five yep um and I'm even thinking about guys you know like Allen Iverson is has to be probably on that list okay you know guys like Steve Nash Jason Kidd I don't know if they're not top three but I think you could start naming him maybe for top five but for can't what Steph has guy, done, though. can't forget the point guy. You can't know Chris Paul probably there is definitely win that conversation. But what Steph has done in terms of rings, now he's won the Finals MVP. He's got MVPs plural, and what he's done for the game, it's really hard to keep him off top three. 
for sure, though, he's in top five. I think he's top three. Um, I hate, and I when I tell you I hate, listen, I hate to put Steph Curry above my man's CP3, Chris Paul. I hate to do it. It's so like, close. It's like I hate to do so it. So close. But you all, like, but when the conversation starts in the barbershop somewhere, you know they gotta, they're always going to go to the achievements. You feel me? Like what he accomplished, which is there's no knock to that at all. So, but I just feel like personally for me, a lot goes into, you know what I'm saying, playing that point guard position than what Wardell gives us. However, that being said, I still believe that Steph is a top three point guard of all time. He, he, I mean, he has to. I don't, I don't see how he can't be top three right. at this point. Because it's like you can probably make a case for you can pick between two or three with Isaiah Thomas mm-hmm. and Steph. Like, who do you want to be two? Who do you want to be three? You know, you can have that conversation, have that debate, however you want to do it. You know, so obviously Isaiah had the two championships back-to-back, led the team, Detroit Pistons in the uh, 80s and the 90s. Yeah, one of the most iconic teams. And then when you look at the Warriors and what they've been able to do, you know what I'm saying, these eight years winning four championships. So it's just like, it's tough. But I, I would you have to at best put Steph as a top three point guard of all time. Even to. if you don't want to. And trust me, folks. I don't want to. <laughs> four, four, four <laughs> championships he has now won. Yep. And you said it. I mean, you look at all these articles written about him now, and even Steph, he said, you know, it was different. This is this is a different championship because, A, they did it without Kevin Durant. Yep. B, it's number four. And once you get into four, that's good different tier rarefied player. air. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a lot of guys and a lot of really good players, Hall of Famers, that have won three finals. But four is – that's Put you in there. a different category. Yep. Because remember, we talked about it. LeBron, he has four. Shaq has four. Kobe has five. Tim has five. Tony Parker has five. Like, it's kind of funny. Nobody never mentions Tony Parker. No, no one mentions Tony Nobody Parker. Nobody never mentions Tony Parker. Bro, he no. got five. Like, what? If he doesn't have five, he has at least four championships and a finals MVP, Tony Parker. So, yeah. So I just, and I'm not, I'm not, and granted, I'm not a big Tony Parker person at all by a long shot, running around them screens all day in yeah. San Antonio. But yeah, it's, it's four time, four time champion, finals MVP, yep. six time All Star. Yep. You know, he never made a first team, which is interesting. Oh, okay, yep. So he got in. He never made like a first that. team, but three time second team. So he's he's like one of those guys that he has all the accolades, but you can kind of tell if he wasn't with like Tim Duncan or mm. Manu or, mm. or Coach Pop. Mm. Maybe he doesn't get those four championship but rings. See, but people <laughs> but I'm that, not here to Tony Parker slander. No, for sure. I didn't for wake sure. up today saying I'm going to slander Tony <laughs> Parker. <laughs> no, for sure. But I mean, people make that same argument about TD too, though. You know what I'm saying? Tim Duncan. Yeah, right. But who knows, right? You know, so we can't rewind time and just, okay, let's see what you got without Pop or let's see what you got Pop without Tim Duncan. So sure. we, we can't really do that. So. Yeah. But I, I think with this win, Steph, you know, people were always talking about Steph's one of the greatest of all time. It's hard to say he, you know, isn't on that list of greatest of all time. Not, you know, he could, he's top three point guard, top ten player, but greatest of all time. He's he's now solidified that for yeah. sure. When you've literally are the greatest shooter, yeah, that uh, a great we've ever media seen. personality says all the time. God has ever created. <laughs> when you've when yeah. you've established yourself as one of those type of people in this league, there's no question you got to go down as a top ten player and like top three at your position in Steph Curry. All right, let's talk about the opposite of greatness and go to prison time. Mm. Right to jail. And we have to throw this guy in prison. Uh, he lost me money, lost you money. Definitely lost Played me very poorly. Cheese. He lost a lot of people money, and he lost uh, the Celtics fans, uh, I think, uh, a little bit of, of respect for some of these Celtics fans. And that's Jason Tatum. We yes. have to throw Jason Tatum in NBA prison because for all the good that he did 
in the playoffs. Two game sevens, 46-point performance in an elimination game, yeah. uh, and how he showed up and led his team throughout the playoffs, got him to the finals. Man, that game six was a stinker. Sold the bag. Literally sold the bag. 13 points, 33% from the field in a closeout game? You go look at your boy stats, Luca in a closeout game. Man. He all out. He we gonna He's leave going, it all yeah. on the floor. I yeah. need that same energy if you're Jason Tatum. Come on, man. Like your boy out there barely can dribble, barely going left. Jalen Brown, he's doing whatever he can. They're carrying him. Him and Al. He had to have he had to have an old crippled Al Horford. <laughs> Thirty five years old. Carrying him in a finals game in a game six. Nin- Elimination. Nineteen points, fourteen rebounds for a thirty five year old Al Horford. It's disgusting. I mean, it's good for Al, but Jason, man, come on. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you what got are you a doing? ball, yeah, and it, it was like he just didn't look ready. No, he, like he just didn't look prepared for that game. He looks—he's scared, and I kept saying that he looked scared of contact, of aggressiveness, of actually just taking the ball in his hands and doing something with it. He looked scared. Yeah, he was definitely timid at times throughout that game, and then it's like you look on the other side of it. Okay, yes, the Warriors won that last game by thirteen points, one hundred three to ninety. And Jason Tatum had 13 points, so they literally lost by how many points as he had. But if he had doubled those amount of points, it's a different ball game. Yeah. The momentum swing is probably different. Everything is probably different in terms of how that game turns out if he just plays a little more aggressive and a little less timid and just like just play freely. Like he was just pl- like he was playing like he was in like a suit jacket. Like yeah. he just couldn't. He couldn't escape. Couldn't it. break out. Also, my guy, I know Andrew Wiggins was having his time in the sun. But you cannot let Andrew Wiggins lock you up on defense. <laughs> you are better than that. People are starting to talk to you about you like you're the next great superstar, and right. you're letting Andrew Wiggins lock you up in a finals game. No more texting Kobe either. <laughs> no more of that. Kobe's okay? gonna block you. No more doing that. That okay? number's gone. You was doing, and you was doing a lot, Jason Tatum. You was kind of doing much. the most with that Kobe stuff. You know what I'm saying? You didn't change your your Instagram picture. You didn't wore the same outfit that yeah. Kobe Bryant wore to his first day at like the rookie camp or whatever Boston Celtics Too had much. out there for him during the the pre-draft. Like come on, man. You out here doing a lot in regards to Kobe Bryant and not living up to his actual game. Nope. Shoot a mid-range jumper, please. Yeah. All y'all young bulls out here talking about y'all Stop grew fading up away. And loving Kobe, loving Kobe Ooh. so much, but y'all fading away from the three-point line. Instead of shooting around that elbow range and Kobe get the and one shooting it the old-fashioned way, that's what they need to do. Yeah, 100%. He, he was just a huge disappointment. He was. And, and I don't want to say he was a disappointment the entire series, nope. but he definitely didn't play consistently, nor did he play to his highest potential, I don't think. I mean, he didn't have a 35-, 40-point game that he probably needed and the team needed at some points yep. in this playoff series mm-hmm. to at least have a chance to win, and he did none of that. His shooting wasn't particularly good. We didn't see, you know – the all-team defense that people talked about him winning defensive player of the year at some point during the season. We That's didn't true. see any of that. So, really a letdown. A letdown from Jason Tatum. Definitely. And people are starting saying, you know, Jalen Brown's the better of the, t- better of the two Ooh, now, yes. which I don't know how true it is. That but might be a little excessive. It's not 100% true, but when you play like that and people start talking, that's never good. Yeah, that is never good. But fairness to this, though, Tatum – you get all off season to sit in that cell and think about your actions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're in you're in prison until the start of next season, my guy. That's that's rough. Uh, dunk or deny? And we talked about my deny with Steph Curry. So let's. I'm gonna dunk with Andrew Wiggins. Okay. And I'm just gonna dunk with the fact that he finally had his time in the sun. And One this is going from being you know. <laughs> I 
that was him. <laughs> now, is it going to be one shining moment, or is it going to be multiple shining moments oh, for okay. Andrew Wiggins? Because can he keep it up in the next season is the real question. But for now, hey, the man did great. He got you know multiple double doubles, and people are starting to finally realize you know his potential, how good of a player he is. He's 27, so he's still either entering his prime or now in the middle of his prime, whatever it is. But people were doubting him, man. They were doubting him in, in Minnesota when he left Minnesota to go to, to the Warriors. I know people were kind of thinking, like, what kind of trade is, is the Warriors doing? Are the Warriors doing? And he showed up in the finals. Jason Tatum couldn't say that. That's Andrew true. Wiggins showed up. That's true. Especially on the defensive side of the ball, Andrew Wiggins. You know what I'm saying? He was doing his yeah. best to limit the likes of a Jason Tatum. But I want to say this, though. And I want to know what you think about this. Because mm-hmm. I was having a conversation with one of our coworkers, and we had a discussion about whether or not they, the Golden State Warriors can actually keep Andrew Wiggins? Or do you think they will as opposed to a, a sign and trade for different assets? Do they go in a different direction with Andrew Wiggins? I, I, w- I would assume they probably want to try to keep him I, because I of his so age. Too. You know, if he's 29, 30, maybe they try to get rid of him. But he's he's 27. Right. He's got at least – if he keeps playing at this level, he's got three to five years left of being – High-level player. Yeah, being a good player, being a good role player because – you're going to have Steph, and if Steph wants to try to LeBron it and go to 40 years old, you have Steph for another six years. You got Clay for another three years, probably, as long as he recuperates this offseason. Draymond you can have for a little bit longer. You got Wiseman coming back. You got yep. Jordan Poole. You know, you have a young team around him. Wiggins can kind of be that glue guy that's not young but not old, and he's just in the middle. He's got the finals experience. It could be a really good role player for them to have. Okay, because uh, my biggest thing, too, is that, like, you got to pay Poole – and you got to pay Wiggins yes. this summer. Like, you got to pay the both of them. They had the little – I don't know if you saw the video when they were drunk, all of the sh- – popping the champagne yeah. in the locker room where they were saying, you about to get a bag. No, you about to get a bag. <laughs> no, we about to get a bag. So, you know what I'm saying? I just hope that they both do, you know what I'm saying, get their money. But I just don't know if Wiggins will be able to get the money that he probably will deserve. While they try to keep pool as well. And then the other pieces, they got a mixture in there, too. I think they need to keep Gary Payton. They got to have him on, on yes, the squad. Yes, Gary Payton, so too. He, yeah, he won a championship. He's from Oakland originally anyway because of his pops. You know what I'm saying? The first GP, the senior. So it's just like, why not keep him on that team? You know what I'm saying? He won a championship. I think he'll be a nice glue guy for that team coming yeah. off the bench. You know, a solid player, Gary Payton the second. So I think – you know, see if they can sprinkle in some more guys on that team. Yeah. You know, so they'll probably be able to still keep Wiggins, but I'm just not too sure yet. Can I just say shout out though to James Wiseman for posting that picture on Instagram with him with the trophy? As he was like he hugging it like he's like Michael Jordan. <laughs> what did this guy contribute at all? In the playoffs? Well, one nothing. millisecond, nothing. Dude, not one absolutely millisecond. nothing. But he's like he's Michael Jordaning it with the with the not trophy. Not a practice rep, no nothing. <laughs> you know, good for him though. Shout, no, you know, I do the same exact thing. Yeah, if I was a bench sure. warmer, didn't play a minute in the playoffs, I'd still be like, I earned this. This is my title. Because even John Morant was talking to uh, Kaminga. Yeah. The fact that like he didn't like he didn't do enough in that like to get to this yes. point to be celebrating or whatever, and it was just like, well, it doesn't really matter. I'm still a champion <laughs> at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? It don't matter if I play 48 Ooh. minutes or zero minutes. It don't make no difference. I'm a champion. You gotta call me a champion. Yeah, you Scalab- gotta call Jonathan Kaminga a champion. Brian Scalabrini said this after he won with Boston. He said, "In 30 years, I'm just telling my kids I started, and that's that. <laughs> who's gonna who's gonna know the difference? It's all good." I do want to bring up before you do your dunk and deny because we did talk about Steph top ten. We got a text um, D from PG texted us again after this was af- this was Friday night, so this was after the finals. He said, mm. "Sorry for Boston, fellas. Appreciate it." He said, "I think Steph Curry is now a top ten player all time." See, there you go. 
See, so we can that's something I can agree upon. You know, I definitely believe Wardell is a top ten player. Like he has to be. Like yeah. greatest shooter ever in the NBA, NBA yeah. history. That has to put you somewhere in that list for something, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I know my boy Vince Carter, he the greatest dunker ever, you feel me? But I don't think that could ever put him in no questions like that. No, no, no you considerations. Can't. It's good if a dunker is good as dunks are, you know. You know what I'm saying? Considerations like that are be excessive. Yeah, so shoot us text. Uh, appreciate the text from D from PG seven seven three two seven three nine zero eight eight two seven seven three two seven three nine zero eight eight. We'll be using that uh, over the offseason mm-hmm. also. Uh, big thing coming up this week. What are you dunking oh, yeah. on? I'm dunking on the NBA draft. Maybe all them young players, 19, between 23 years old, getting the opportunity to come into this NBA league. Yeah, Man, big I week. can't wait. Them boys for the change, their families' lives. You feel me? Like, that's what that's what people don't – they take away that part of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, these guys are going to have an opportunity to change their family lives. You know what I'm saying? The first-round guys, at least, because their contract is going to be guaranteed. And then you're going to have the second-round guys with chips on their shoulders. It's going to show why they deserve a guaranteed contract. Man, and then you got summer league ball that's going to follow up behind the NBA draft. It's, it's something summer. to get excited for. And I'm just dunking with the NBA draft. You know what I'm saying? I think Jabari Smith would be the number one pick. Shed will probably go two. Paolo at three. But there's something very interesting I want to get into later on about Paolo Bancaro that can project it to go three. But – some little, some there is something that's quite there that may have him go a little higher than that. But we'll see. Because yeah, yeah, we'll there's, there's a lot of draft talk going on this week. <laughs> a lot, a lot of, of rumors talk. flying around. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you denying? This this is a take. This is a take. You think so? This is a take. I, I, I don't necessarily disagree with this take, though. Okay. I kind of like cool. it. That's cool. I kind of like it. Okay, that's cool. So, what I'm denying, folks. I know we just saw it, right? We just saw the Golden State Warriors win another championship. I said they went eight times, won four of them. I think the dynasty is over. I think that's it. And not to say that there's just going to be like a complete fall off, but you know, I just have a few reasons why. I'm saying this off this off season and free agency, I think is going to be more spicy than what we believe off the strength of like it may not be a lot of super notable names in terms of free agency, but there's going to be a lot of just drama in between it because there's going to be players that may opt out. We got this Kyrie situation. We don't know how that's going to unfold. Bradley Bill can probably force his way. Damon Lillard, Zach Levine, we pretty sure we're confident he's going to stay right here in Chicago. But it's just like there's so many different pieces and elements in this league. And like I'm telling you, people better pump the brakes on thinking that the Warriors can just go back to back or try to go for a three-peat after winning this last championship because I think, you know what I'm saying, even with that being, there's also the element of just like, okay, what about the other players that were hurt this past season, right? Mm-hmm. The Kawhis, the Zion. Yeah. Like, the Western Conference is going to get a lot more difficult, thank especially you. with just Kawhi coming back. And if Zion comes back fully healthy and the Pels get it all together, it's another team that's just going to have to go through in the West. Exactly. I agree. I, I kind of agree with this because even when the Warriors won with their initial run, they were running it back with Steph and Clay and Draymond in their prime. Exactly. Now, Steph will be Steph, and he'll get his, and maybe he's going to turn into LeBron where he kind of pumps the brakes during the regular season and gets ready for the playoffs and then goes all out. But Clay, like, who knows? Like, who knows with Clay, Draymond – didn't do much in the finals. Is that you know? Is that <laughs> I mean, I'll give you Draymond. I'll give Draymond this though. He did have a double double in the last game. He, he had did. like 12, 12, and like eight or something like that. So he did. He he balled out the last game. But for the most part, I'm with you. You know, eight, is that is that the, the new six Draymond? Six or eight points ain't enough. Yeah. 
Like, if that is the new Draymond, like day-to-day Draymond, where maybe we'll see once a week, once once a month, he'll get a, a triple-double or a double-double, and that's it. And that's really the highlights of his game. And other than that, he won't shoot well. The defense will be there, but he yep. really won't contribute on one side of the ball. Like, is... Greatest screen setter, though. Let him tell it. Yeah. <laughs> he, he does, Setting them he screens does love up talking for about Wardell and, and Clay Thompson for sure. But I, I the got, question marks are there, is the yeah. thing. They weren't there with, in 2015, 2016, 2017. You knew what you were getting with the Warriors. Now there's question marks. I don't know. And, and with the league changing around him so quickly, I, this might be it. This might be the last time Steph wins a title. And I'll tell you this, too. LeBron, he ain't missing no more playoffs. So that's going to be another well, reason yeah. why I believe the Warriors dynasty is over. Because my man's King James, you know what I'm saying, LeBron James, I don't believe he misses the postseason no more. Look, the league ain't having it. I'm not having it. LeBron ain't having it. <laughs> They're going to have to run through the, the big three of Anthony Davis, LeBron, and Kyrie Irving on the Lakers. Ooh, which you transition, said it, I didn't say it. Transition time. <laughs> perfect transition time for word on the street. And now word on the street. Speaking of Kyrie, <laughs> oh, man. is he gone? Is he gone? Contract extensions at an impasse with the Nets. Very Could be going. And, of course, gone. when this happens, everyone's like, well, they're going to Lakers or the Knicks. It's going to be one of the two. It's always it's those always two. Lakers or the Knicks. It's always the markets, the ones with the big markets, of course, you know. But that, is he going to go to the Lakers or the Knicks? <laughs> it does prompt that next question. Do I think he'll go to the Knicks? No. Okay. Heavens no. Like, I don't think so. Now, that Laker talk. I don't know. No. Like it's a lot of people feel like, well, it doesn't make any sense, or they don't have the money, or bro, if there's a will, <laughs> there's a way. Yeah. And if LeBron got something to do with it, he'll make a way. Yeah. He will definitely make a way. He'll have to trade Ch- Taylor Horton Tucker. <laughs> so be it. No matter who it is, but I think they can get it done. I think they'll, even if they don't like the Lakers, even if they don't get Kyrie, they return with Westbrook. I just want people to understand this: what you saw from Russell Westbrook. You hadn't seen nothing like that up until, like, his rookie year. Like, since his rookie year, y'all have never seen him play that poorly. And even then, you go look at his numbers, they really not that bad. Now, the eye test, when you watch the games, obviously, like, it's terrible. But to be that terrible and you still come out on the season with, like, 18, 8, and 8, like, that's pretty impressive. Like, to play that bad and still put up those numbers. Like, the only – he's seen the bottom – the yeah, only this, way to go I mean, is this, up. Yeah, is this the bottom, though? Is this, is, does it get worse? For I don't that, think for, it can get worse for Russ. Ooh. It was because it was bad. You, you was might be bad. right. That was I, like, it really bad. It couldn't get much worse than basketballs off the top of the backboard. Like, it can't get no worse than that. <laughs> yeah, that, that was pretty bad. I, I We probably don't see that from Russ again, to be, to be 100% honest. Uh, let's see. Some other word on the streets. Actions, rumors going on. Rudy Gobert. I hate it. A lot of the talk saying he's going to be going to the Bulls. Matt Moore from uh, the Action Network said it's almost an expectation now from the rest of the league that he's going to get traded to the Chicago Bulls. That's that's very unfortunate. I'm sorry, Chicago. I know. And I I will say this. I will say this. I am. Oh, you optimistic. I'm going to. No, no, no. See, (laughs) I'm going to need you to maybe reel me in here because I am. I'm getting a little more into the idea See, that's bad. of Rudy Gobert <laughs> being on the Bulls. I hate it. I and hate I hate, it. I hate I myself hate it. for it. I hate, I hate it. myself for it. But I kind of like it. Whoa, <laughs> you ain't even got to like it, bro. Listen. I think it kind of works a little. I think I know he ain't got no offense. You want, you want offense. You want. You do. But if you have Zach and DeMar and Io. And whoever they get in draft, I don't like. See, I don't that know. Ain't, see you trying to sell it to yourself, yeah, man. I, I just, a little bit. It's, just, a little it's bit. so tough for me. Like that's why I was saying, like, 
I would rather them have DeAndre Ayton because he at least provides yeah. an offensive like presence. Like you're not gonna get that Rudy Gobert if it's not a pick and roll situation with him rolling to the basket to get an alley oop or a quick dump off or maybe he gets a putback. Like his offense isn't gonna come if you don't make if you, like you can't make off you can't set up an offense for him. Like you can't play no. through Rudy Gobert is my is what I'm saying. And so it's like. If you can't play through him at any point in the game, because you can play right now through Vucevic, you can play through Vucevic, Chicago Bulls. You can definitely do that. Yeah, he's just inconsistent. Is my is the problem, and he'll bring offense. And I and I, you hope with this thing is that he just balances out your need for defense because they do need defense. They need rebounding, I feel and you that. hope Zach and Demar can pick up the offensive pieces. But my worry with Rudy Gobert is the Bulls will be fine with him during the regular season. They'll be fine. I mean, they'll compete for a top three, top two and maybe even the number one spot in the East with Rudy Gobert, DeMar, and Zach, if they're all healthy. But playoffs, is he good in the playoffs? Or do teams is really exploit his weaknesses with exactly. switches, yep. attacking him, getting him on his heels? Like yep. that, that, he has shown in the playoffs to not be as good. But on top of that, Uh-oh. is it because the Jazz perimeter defense is hot garbage? They allow people in as easy as anything else. They basically just say, welcome into the paint. Come on in. Hopefully Rudy can stop you. But with the Bulls, you get Lonzo, you get Caruso on the perimeter. It's going to be a lot harder for guys to attack Rudy Gobert as they did in Utah. Mm. Does that make him better? Does it make the Bulls better? Mm. It's now an look interesting experiment. Kinda, okay, now you kind of – you ain't selling me, but <laughs> – It's an interesting experiment. You, you, push, you pushing it over It'll over be the best perimeter defense that he will ever have played with. So I, when you look at it from that perspective, and I like that because you mentioned Lonzo, and Lonzo will be back with the Bulls. And then you got DeMar DeRozan. And Caruso really And helps. you got Caruso. You get Caruso in front of you, and you have Rudy Gobert in back. You know, that's – whoo. I guess. Woo. That's cool. But do you really only want to score 100 points? <laughs> like, or 95 points? Because hey, you're not going to win no game. <laughs> maybe it's all right. Maybe it's all right. Uh, some other names being floated around. P.J. Tucker opting out with Miami. They expected it. And I was reading something they said I think he's worth eight to ten million, I think, and his contract player option would have been like six, six something or like seven, that. Something so like he that. just wants more money. He's gonna get it from somewhere. Chicago, maybe maybe, maybe, the, maybe the Bulls. That's what I was wondering maybe too. I was gonna ask you, like, do you think that he'd be a solid like a junkyard like a junkyard oh, he'd be for great. the Chicago yeah. Bulls? Yeah. It almost seems like wherever PJ goes, that team just has a chance to win the title. And I don't know if it's because of him, <laughs> but <laughs> everywhere presence. he's been in Milwaukee, Miami, you know, the teams that he's been on recently, they make runs in the playoffs. They do. And, you know, it's not not because of him. He's not the sole reason, but He's he's a dog. He he's, is a dog. Jog, he's, he's a dog. great defender. You know the three point shot that made him so dangerous a couple years ago isn't really there consistently anymore. Right. But he's still good. He can still and the Bulls need that. They need you know a big guy to back up to be a backup come off the bench. So he would fit great in Chicago. I just don't know if they're going to go after him or not. But he'd be great for any team that competes or that wants to compete for a championship. Um, speaking of teams not wanting to compete for a championship, though, Houston Rockets, <laughs> they traded away Christian Wood uh, I, to Dallas. I didn't like this. Did you like this? Not for Houston. I don't know why Houston Not did it. Not for Houston. I love it for Dallas. Okay, talk about love why Dallas, Dallas, though. Why you love it for Dallas? I mean, he's going to work really well in that system. Finally, finally, he's with a winning team. And I know you know people talk about his attitude problems, and people talk about that he, he had to apologize to his coaches for, you know, what was it, being late or not showing up for something. He got benched in a game. I think being around a winning team, that. yeah, you know, it wasn't great attitude, but he was also on the Rockets. I would have probably yelled at the coaching staff if I was on the Rockets, to be honest. I would have been upset with how bad they played. So, winning team, next to Luka, he's a good screener. They can utilize him more offensively. He's not going to be the main guy really anymore in Houston. You know, I think they relied a lot on him offensively to score points. He's going to be like the third option, 
at times, sometimes a second option if they need him to be. But when you play next to Luka, everything changes. And he, he's a good screen setter. As long as he doesn't fall asleep defensively, and Dallas is a good defensive team, so maybe being in that system will help him out. I really do like this. I think it's a nice change of scenery option for him. He's going to come in 26 years old, fits in with that team's timeline, has all the skills that they need. I think it'll work. Well, you forgot to mention the offensive side of Christian Woods. Yeah, I mean, he can he can extend the floor. Provide the, the offensive spark that the Dallas Mavericks can need at times when they don't want to actually play through Luca. Like you can play through Christian Woods. That's a twenty point, ten rebound guy. Yeah. I, listen, I want me some money plenty of times with the, <laughs> with Christian Woods. Yeah, now, with his player props. With and player props, just all the yeah. strength of like, okay, yeah, Houston Rockets, they're a bad team this season, sure. But Christian Woods, he goes out there, plays hard, can shoot the ball around the perimeter, shoot the midi. You know what I'm saying? Isn't afraid to attack the rim and catch a body if need be. You know, I, so I yeah. like the energy that Christian Woods brings. I, like I said again, last week I wanted to see if potential draft pick of Paolo Banchero and Christian Woods could play side by side just just for a little bit and then you don't see if you don't like the way that it works or how it looks out there if it's not a good fit because you don't even know yet until you actually draft a player and put them in trading camp so you decide to exit out of that strategy before you even get a chance to even do anything with it and i just feel like that would have been something to see at least yeah test it out maybe 40 games with woods and ben carroll well they got a draft pick for it so maybe they'll use that on someone good but i, I do think okay would there someone said he was kind of a good combination of dwight powell and max kleba which is interesting because now he's you better can, than both of those guys yeah put, he's put like put a together. combination <laughs> he's a combination of them better so you have him as a starter and you can have those guys coming off the bench it could work. It could work with Dallas. Oh, yeah. uh, and they need some more pieces probably. But Christian Wood, I think, is a sneaky. For what they had to give up, you know, Boban. That's what I say. Boban's like, a fun guy, but you don't you don't need him. Right. 26 pick. How? What are the odds that guy ends up being really good? I don't know. Now, I know Jordan, it's a deep Jordan, draft. Listen, Jordan Poole now. That's uh, true. That's true. Poole now. That's <laughs> true. That's true. But you still get a 26-year-old Christian Wood. So I, I don't mind it for them. Okay. Uh, final thing, word on the street. Utah Jazz. Did you see him? Yeah, I did. It's fine. It's, it's fine. Right. It's fine. That's it. I, I, you ain't I like the right so the Utah Jazz got new uniforms, people. They did. The Utah Jazz got new uniforms. I like the old, the purple ones. The purple ones are really nice. You don't cool. like that lime. Green I don't like the other black. Ones. Yeah, there's like a yeah, lime I don't green. really like those either. They it, was trying to do like a remix, and you they should have left it to no. the original. <laughs> there's yeah, it's like black and yellow, and then there's a one that's white and black, and the trim is yellow, and then there's one that's just yellow with black trim. Yeah, I don't like none of those. None it's of the yellow nothing ones. looks like it looks like the old '90s ones that I really like. That purple one with the mountains. Yeah, I, yeah, I like. Those. Awesome. I can dig you with know, those. John Stockton, Carl Malone, those those jerseys that they wore, I those are awesome. And I like those. You don't I don't need this other this is trash. The other three are trash. It really is. That's trying way too hard to revitalize the team. I, the Jazz had no issues with the uniforms. I don't, I don't understand. Well, they that. wanted to go back to the original colors because you know, first they was rocking with the with the red and the orange. I mean, yeah. Which I must say, when they first did that, I was so confused. Like, bro, they never wore these colors ever. Why yeah. Are why they, would you do why that? Why are yeah. they switching their colors around to like the sun? <laughs> red, <laughs> yeah. orange, yellow. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. Right like y'all wilding out, but I'm glad they switched it back. Yeah, I like the old the old '90s ones. They had one of the best jerseys. In the 90s what's your favorite 90s uh, uniforms it's hard to it's hard to say not the raptors anything but the raptors anything but the anything raptors. but the raptors for number one so let me say the raptors okay okay that's a very long way of saying i love the raptors ones. all right so i think it's hard to say anyone else but the raptors to be honest vancouver grizzlies Ooh. 
Cause I was nah, rocking with the Vancouver that is tough. Grizzlies. Vancouver's Grizzlies jerseys are really nice. I was, I was digging those. So I do like the Vancouver Grizzlies jerseys. The thing, like the Bulls, were like the jerseys of the '90s because of Michael Jordan. But it, you know, it's not like an amazing jersey. It's blue and it's it's red and black. You know, it's fine. It looks good. I remember when. But that's about it. I remember when Orlando Magic was first introduced as a franchise. I think in like eighty nine. Like did you like those jerseys when they first came out? They were okay. Okay, I, I like the pinstripes. Yeah, yeah, because no, they because they hated them back then. But yeah. I just felt like they were they were cool. I liked them. I liked those a lot. What about the Hawks jerseys with Steve Smith in like '98 when they had the whole hawk coming across? Yep. You digging those? I'm, I'm. Oh yeah. See, that's a good jersey. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, yeah. that's that's a, that's a good jersey. So too. probably like my top three. That's a tough one. The '90s had such good jerseys. That's the other thing. The and 90s, it's funny because like. Even the Milwaukee Bucks, right? They had good ones in the nineties. During that time, though, bit they hated them. I and know. I'm just they thought like, they were. Bro, now I'm, we're going I'm back. Kind of like the, the throwback to Vancouver Grizzlies. Those are pretty nice Raptors jerseys. I love the fact that the you Raptors said ones that. are awesome. I but like the, the Bucks jerseys that. with the big buck in the and the the horns, like that, that was side? awesome. Yeah, 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 I thought I that so was too. really cool. All right, let's finish this out. Play of the week. Ooh-wee. So WNBA. I know it's kind of tough. And it's two-game losing streak that we have been on right now. So we are currently 15 and 17. And I apologize. Game six was a loss, and it should have been a dub. But that's okay. We we, we passed that right now. It's a new week. So what we're going to do is just take this WNBA game on Thursday, the Dallas Swings money line against the Indiana Fever. Arike Agumike, she is going to get it done and that's what I like, the Dallas Wings over the Indiana Fever. It's because the Indiana Fever are just such a young team. I think they go out and play at least five rookies. So the inexperience behind that, you know what I'm saying, the level of the Dallas Wings, and them getting better and playing better as the season has progressed, I like the Dallas Wings over the Indiana Fever. There we go. Straight like that. Get the streak started. Because mm-hmm. you look, the streak don't start till you get one. There we go. So that's Let's just how we got to rock with it. So we got to try to get this one. But in the meantime, you will hear from us next week on Points in the Paint podcast presented by Stadium. We're going to give you all the draft content that we can throughout the next few days and even have potentially a guest next week to talk about the draft and re- uh, review the draft. And so you want to make sure you stay tuned in for that. My main man, Ben Wittenstein, Nate Jacobson, you know what they drop. They dropping betting content every week. Sharp lessons. So you do not want to miss that. Hand in the dirt with our boy, Michael Felder, the football and plant podcast. Great podcast. It's amazing. It's awesome. So you do not want to miss that either. ITA is going to give you so much this week for the NBA draft and free agency next week. So you don't want to miss that with Cam Smith. My boy Pat Garrity and Sham Sharania inside the association all this week. You do not want to miss none of that draft content, free agency content. And you will hear from us, Zach and Ben, next week.